And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Buff Bourguignon, French beef stew in red wine. We're going to serve it with braised onions and mushrooms and a wine dark sauce. It's a perfectly delicious dish. So we could put in a little more tomato paste or a little more thyme. In this case, we're fortunately find it's just right. Now for the thickening of it. Now we want to get our pan hot and we're going to saute it in this first until it's brown and then we're going to put it in this pot in which we're going to cook it in the oven. Now this is going to go in a 325 oven and it should cook very, very slowly, just at the bare simmer. And once it's in, except for checking the oven to make sure that it isn't bubbling and boiling, you don't have to look at it anymore. Then all let the sauce drain out, and then we simply put the stew back into the casserole. There. You want the flavor of the onions and the beef to all blend themselves with the stew. That's going a little too hard, so I'll put it inside. There. In about two or three minutes, if you have it in the icebox, you heat it up very slowly and baste the meat with the sauce. And then and then you cover it and, and simmer it very slowly for about two or three minutes until everything is tender and hot through. Well, now this is ready to serve right now. Oh, hi. This is Hannah Lotion, and you're listening to Eat It and Beat It on the Two True Freaks Network. Are you ready for your rub and tug? Hello and welcome to Eat It, a podcast about food. I am Alcatraz. I am here with retired jail cook, Chow Line Slow. Hello! And yes, we're talking about jail food today. Yes, it is the official lockdown version of Eat It and Beat It. We are in interesting times. Yes, and what a coincidence, we were in receipt of some jail food, oh. and uh, right about the same time that we were getting locked up ourselves, so there there you go, we have an episode, episodes coming out like three days after we record it, so it'll be nice and timely, you know, we're, uh, we're not talking like two weeks ago or whatever, it's fresh, right. although a lot can happen in three days, don't Absol- we? Don't absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, we could be we could be recording from two tin cans with a very long string tied to them. Who knows? Yep, the next time you hear us, yeah. But you know, that's what makes this show so important is we put ourselves in the field. You know, we are in the field, we're there. You think people in Utah, they they're not in the midst of this. We are in I mean, we're here. We are reporting in the field. Well, as as far as in the field goes. I'm in New York State, so that's okay, like you're, ground zero. I'm in, in Rochester, New York State, but you 
Ah. You are like the pinpoint on Ground Zero. Not only are you in New York City, but you are in like Queens, New York City. One of the like yep. densest, most yep. most like you you are not only in Queens in New York City. Your job is a flight attendant, and you live amongst yes apartments full of flight attendants who've been just flying all over the world. <laughs> <laughs> mingling with people from around the globe well, in new york city i keep i keep thinking about the um the new planet of the apes trilogy where mm-hmm. where the that end, scene where at the beginning the, of it yeah where they where they brought the virus around the world there through the airport yeah it's just the like the opening world. credits and it's just yeah. a map going i can actually look out my window now and see little lines going across from <laughs> one apartment to the other apartment <laughs> to the other apartment to the other and 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 vacant streets the only things that that we need are some walkers staggering around out here right now but life goes on, and um, when thinking about what we were going to do uh, for our topic this month, we just, we decided that the closest thing we could do would be lockdown, jailhouse cooking, jailhouse food, uh, because that's what it feels for a lot of us uh, in the country and in the world right now. Lockdown, something that 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 you know we're not. This isn't China. I mean, you don't come outside and where they're going to shoot you. This, this is this is like you know, uh, uh, please stay in, please, please. But we're taking. Yeah, the cops will still pull you off yeah. a bus. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I have to have a certificate to say, hey, why are you? Uh, what are you doing? What are you doing out here? You know, and and where are you going? If they decide to pull me over randomly, but but I listeners, I have taken a two month leave of absence from uh from work to ride this thing out and uh and um actually just uh stay safe which is what i hope everybody else does but back to the big house which i can yes i which i can guarantee you i am not in i am in a in a a nice size apartment in queen's Kew Gardens, New York, two bedrooms, you know, big living room, nice kitchen. You've been here. It, it for for apartments in, in in Queens, it is it is rather spacious, but still, it it's an apartment. And um, the big house, the Hoosgau, uh, uh jail is not like that. And we thought we would talk about jailhouse food, and there is a lot talk about when you talk about jailhouse food and i and i didn't think about it when we, we we were doing this but i was thinking oh you know there's the food they serve you at jail and i knew right away i was gonna be like hey dario maybe we might want to skip the food they serve at jail because it's just it's just like yes. cheap crap you know yeah that with the private prisons now they've got it down to like 59 cents worth of food for each meal you know absolutely and and it's like a boiled egg and a and a bag of chips and you know a slab of toast and an egg or so you know something like that yes. just a really <laughs> hastily put together. Well, but that sort of sets up the need for other options of food if you want to like eat. And... In in Genuic, you know, the jailhouse food is is food that is just enough to what you need to sustain you. It's not going to be flavorful. It's not going to be 
you know, it, it's 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 food. I like. I knew a I knew a girl one time that said that I take no pleasure in eating. I just eat because I have to. And I thought she was sick in the head, but you know, I would have still done her. But regardless, uh, it, that's jailhouse cooking. You're gonna eat because we need to feed you, and you're gonna have your powdered eggs. You're gonna have this and that, and you're you don't have time to fuck around. You eat, you leave, and then you you go back and and do your routine. But these people are no, you know, the criminal mind is an incredible thing, and part of the like that's dumb criminals, and you got your smart criminals. Now your smart criminals, they have come up with ways to beef up. The food that you get in jail, and there are there are cookbooks. You'd be surprised at the amount of cookbooks put together by ex-cons. The first the first guy I saw, the first video I saw, the guy had a had a a book at the end of it Mm -hmm. on just ramen noodles, on just preparing ramen noodles. And and funny, you should mention that ramen noodles are the most one of the the most popular things you buy at the commissary uh you get when you go to work in jail you get your job you get paid maybe at 50 25 cents an hour i don't know what something it is. something ridiculous yeah. like that ridiculous. it might even be like five cents an hour yeah. it's something uh, horribly small i believe ramen noodles can cost you eight cents a pack or something like that so you have to be smart and and use that to to, to make your, your cuisine, if you're a gourmand, to make your cuisine a little bit more interesting. But you come up against a lot of problems that there are amazing me- methods that people in jail use to uh, use to overcome this. Did you see the video? <clears throat> I found a video <clears throat> actually shot in jail. And the honey take... was it the honey bond video? No. This one they took one of their beds. You know how the beds are sort of these this wasn't really a cot style bed. They sort of just came out of the wall and it was just a it was just a stainless steel bed. So they got a hold of sternos or something, some sort of flame or heat. And they had it underneath the bed, and they actually had an area all cleaned off, and they were using it as a flat top. And they were stir, they were stir frying food up on the the on their on their stainless steel bed. Well, you know, you have you have an electrical outlet in your cell, and that's where uh-huh. you start to get creative. Uh-huh. Now that could get really dangerous with a stainless steel uh, bunk. <laughs> yeah. That's how you you get they can get so creative. Now, the government is trying always to I read about the great food brick riots uh, where they decided to try and feed to put all of the food that prisoners needed to sustain themselves to bake it into a loaf. So you would go in the morning and get a breakfast loaf that contained eggs, sausage, hash browns. Uh, everything you needed for breakfast baked in a loaf like a and 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 that's what you ate you got one for lunch and one for dinner well there was a riot and they just started throwing these loaves everywhere so that didn't work so people got creative now one of the things that that you have to figure out in jail is you have to figure out how to give your food flavor 
and that's where the commissary comes in. Uh, it used to be that the main currency in jail was cigarettes. Yep. But, and I knew this for a while, um, that now, for some crazy, crazy reason, jail currency are honey buns. Now, I don't know. And ramen noodles. And ramen noodles, yeah. Now, the honey bun, uh, you get them at gas stations. They're basically just a processed hostess type of, uh, how would you describe it? Uh, you, just a... They're a kind dope? of a dry, they're, they, they, they would be, they're, they're sort of just a dry bun, sub croissant, but yeah. soaked in a honey sugar glaze. In a glaze, yeah. And the thing about the honey bun is you can mash it up and you can make it basically back into dough. You can wrap other ingredients in it. You can, you can do a lot. And it's, it, it provides prisoners with that that extra bit of uh, carbohydrates or sugars that that you need, so you're not going to be lethargical over it. You know, uh, it's a beloved sticky sweet staple amongst prisoners, and it is so coveted uh, that it it has two thousand seven hundred and fifty calories. Okay. I mean that's that's incredible, and for a prisoner to buy one, it costs about a buck seventy six. Okay, if a prisoner wants uh, a honey bun, and and people have been known to get stabbed if you steal. It, it, it's like a whole mafia trading everything. You get paid in honey buns. You you make bets in honey buns. I I find it in in incredible. Uh, when I said that was too many calories, uh, that that was the uh, total uh, uh, calories a prisoner consumes in a day. The actual calories that a honey bun has is 680 uh, calories, 51 grams of sugar and 30 grams of fat. And that's a uh, and, and the sticky white frosting and and you know, that's what they crave. And so I saw a couple of interesting recipes where people were making cheesecakes out of honey buns. You smash oh, them up. totally. You smash up the honey bun, and and you can make it into a cake, and then you get some peanut butter, and then you get uh, you roll that up, and you get some cream cheese on top of it. And there, I mean, it's it's it was actually kind of interesting to see what what people would do behind bars to get. To, to get their food and, and how they would do it. Um, if you wanted to make a spicy, spicy soup, your ingredients were going to be um, those hot Cheetos that right. you grind in the powder. And there are recipes from everything. Menudo, right down to any type of uh, soups and stews. But the, but the thing is, is cooking it. You have to be really, really smart and ingenuic on how you're going to cook these things in your room, in your, in your cell. Well, I've noticed there's a lot of loafing going around. Yeah. And because, and that's the, and that's why the ramen noodles are so, well, the ramen noodles are so popular because you just have with, I, I the, one of the first videos i saw they were making a quote-unquote pizza 
and With the ramen, uh, ramen noodle crust or, or what? it was it was ramen ramen noodles saltines and cheese curls and you needed the you needed all three of them to sort of congeal enough you needed the cheese and the cheese curls to hold everything together and you crushed you crushed them all up and then they basically made a dough they would boil water and mix it up in a freezer bag and then sort of shape it into a rough like meatloaf and then quickly wrap it up in a towel and leave it because you can't bake anything but if you put boiling water in and wrap it all up it'll it'll cook for a while and they'll and it'll turn into this semi polenta looking you know sort of loaf and then they they'll mash mash it out and put stuff on top of it then there's that's a pizza that sometimes they just call it the the loaves are just called burritos they just call them burritos you know because they'll have beans you know they'll 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 take it's always that basic ramen noodles crushed up as much as you can very rarely did i see saltines but usually it was some sort of like doritos or or corn or uh the cheetos yeah the crunchy cheetos seem to be the ones that work the best a saltine would be a great thickener too now you touched on on something that's very difficult to do is 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 uh heat water now for 18 dollars you can get a a water like a I wouldn't want to call it a crock pot. It's it's kind of like this thing that you can heat water, but it will not heat the water. It'll warm water. Right. Because, of course, if you boil water, you're going to throw it at a card. And so what they do is is they get a pair of fingernail clippers and they take the fingernail clippers apart. So you have two pieces of metal, okay? And then they get a lamp cord or whatever, and they clip it, and they wrap one end of the wire to one side of the fingernail clipper and the other to the other side of the fingernail clipper. And then they go ahead and they dip both sides, both of these pieces of metal, into the water, and it, and it, you add a little bit of salt, and yep. that makes that water boil. And that is how they can come up with some interesting uh interesting you know uh recipes now it's frowned upon you you can get caught but you know i mean i've seen escape from alcatraz i saw what clint eastwood did i mean if if and and the shawshank redemption if you can dig a tunnel and crawl through miles and miles of your own filth that you can hide this stuff and they do and and it's incredible how they how they can get away with it well you get caught doing that they'll take away your 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 cooking pot so what you have to do now is you have to find a garbage bag like you said well garbage bags garbage cans are double lined in prison so what they would do is they would find a garbage can lift off the first bag grab the clean bag and if you are good enough you can do this same form of cooking with the two hot pieces of metal electrical current in a plastic bag and then you can simply pour, poke holes in it and drain your pasta out, and and you're good to go. It, it's just it's it's amazing what you can come up with when I mean you remember the solar cookers that we made in um in in school when we were kids with the oh, yeah. foil and stuff like that can be done and is done, you know. And apparently, from what I read, there used to be 
used to be able to get cooking oil in some prisons, and I guess you used to be maybe it was a minimum security prison where you could. Well, actually... sometimes you can always get something from the kitchen if you know yeah, somebody. Because exactly. I saw one recipe where they had onions and peppers, and they're like, "Well, you know, we were able to get onions and peppers because we were lucky because we knew somebody." Well, you can make a good crackhead soup, and that's what it's called. Crackhead soup is is a soup that you can kind of a slum gullion soup that. If you keep a little bit of everything that you eat at breakfast, if you can sneak out a little bit of meat, a little bit of rice, a little bit of eggs, a little bit of whatever, and you can start collecting this stuff, you can make the crackhead soup, and and it provides you with uh with you know something that you can do because you know you're you're gonna get bored if you're if you're the the cookie guy. You you know I always read the first thing you do in prison is you walk up and you you hit the biggest guy. I don't know. Maybe that's not true. I always yeah I, I'm not going to do that if I, that I happens always, to I me. Fly, I always tell fly attendants on their first day of work walk in and pick the biggest meanest old lady and just punch her. But uh, along the same lines, a guy that can cook is a guy that is definitely going to be popular. Um, and if you get friends with a guard you know you can smuggle in cigarettes and you can get a bag of 50 hot dogs and it'll cost you two packs cigarettes each you can still get five pound blocks of cheese you know the the black market has always been going on in prison and it always will be and there are just all kinds of ways that that you can that you can go ahead and cook and you know for for crackhead soup, instant ramen is is perfect because it's ten cents a pack, and there's nothing cheaper in the joint, as they say. Well, I guess they mark it up quite a bit, and like I w- I saw a whole video on on the currency of ramen and how like and you know its value changes depending on what you can trade it for, but like I guess at the commissary it's going to cost you a buck for a a, a square of ramen. Which, you know, is just, you know how ramen is. It's so cheap. It's like three for a dollar. So oh, yeah. that's the first markup. And then the and then the people will, you know, if somebody, if their family gives them some money or they've been saving up money, they'll stock it. They'll make a bank of ramen in their in their room and sell it out there for two dollars a pack, you know. Oh, so it's it's a whole economy. <laughs> you could make a great living. Now, back in the days when some of the old timers, they used to make friolators, which were the same thing. Uh, you would use that water heater, but you would again hook it up with the two electrical cables. And you could actually, there were people that would buy canned mackerel and they would take the mackerel out. Uh, they, they would crush saltines put saltines, roll the little canned mackerel in the saltines, and then deep fry them because you could get oil back then. Mm-hmm. But they stopped giving people oil because they had a tendency to throw the hot oil at the garden. <laughs> right. So, so, but they did still sell jars of mayonnaise. So what these guys did was they would put the mayonnaise in the sun and let it set, and surely over time... It would start to separate. And through that process, they could get a type of a cooking oil from the mayonnaise that they would use to make this deep fried mackerel, which was considered like 
just heaven. And then you take a little rice from from your lunch, and and you can have a paella, you know. And uh, and and that's how people that's how people ate, and that's how people still eat. Yeah, now there's even there are people that everyone that has gotten out. I have not nothing that I have read said that they ever missed any of the jailhouse cooking. Oh no, I I I saw a bunch. Of, I saw. <clears throat> A video of this guy who was making a burrito and he was he's like my stomach is grumbling right now this is a really good burrito you know and like I I I'm sure there are people who like get on that diet and then they just they crave it you know because you get used to it you know you get it's like the guys who are prisoners of war who got used to you know Vietnamese food. <laughs> oh yeah, except for the ones that were in jail in a prisoner of war camps in, in Japan. That I'll never eat any more rice as long as I live. <laughs> right. But you know the trouble is, is that if you're going to be doing any type of of really, really, really hot cooking, the plastic spoons that you have in jail aren't gonna aren't gonna do it. So people would have to uh, whittle a spoon out of wood or, or implement something that they could use. And uh, one guy had a, a, a wooden spoon that was carved with the motto, boof me or lose me. And I was going, what the hell is boof? Well, boof is jailhouse slang for hiding something up your ass. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, no one bothers to uh, to to you know to uh, smuggle spoons anymore. So it, that's a boof. Anything you can put up your ass is a boof, which I thought was kind of funny. Now, when it came to uh, to looking up recipes for uh, for uh, prison food, I. The one that I, that I found that just instituted everything that I could probably get in prison easily uh, was the video that I sent you of <laughs> probably one of the biggest muscled men that I had ever seen in my life. It, it looks almost artificial like implants. It looks like he's got yeah. like watermelons in his shoulders and stuff. It's ridiculous. He's he's a caricature. He's an action yeah. figure kind of guy. He, you know, he wasn't he wasn't a um he wasn't a a real uh prisoner. He was a bodybuilder, but he but he did this he did this uh this little thing about how you can gain as much as much um calories because you want to beef up if you're a bodybuilder and he said how you can do it in prison now i i actually made that uh recipe but before i go into the recipe i i thought we'd bring up maybe uh some of the uh death death row inmates last requests for their meals oh i didn't even think of that yeah well it's i i i looked into it and it not everyone not every prison does it anymore it's it's kind of a tradition that's well we, first of all we don't really execute a lot of people unless you're in texas uh or or places like that the, there aren't that many executions going on uh anymore but for a while you know the last meal was a time-honored tradition uh 
you know, for you're going to get, you're, you're dying, man. Yeah. So, you, you know, but now people are more like, fuck it. What did this guy do to, to deserve anything? But <clears throat> some of the famous last meals, I wrote them down. Uh, Victor uh, Fugger, 28 years old. He was convicted of kidnapping and murder and died of lethal injection in 1963. His last meal was a single olive with the pit in it. So I think he was just giving a big fuck you to everyone, you know. Then you can go. If he was really cool, he would have he would have pocketed the pick in his (laughs) cheek, then spit it out into the guard's eye, took his gun, escaped. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, that that definitely would have been would have been a a terrific move if you can spit that right 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 at that certain point yep. in the body yep. that you could paralyze the guy for a second and get away just long enough to get his gun yeah shoot your now, way out. John Wayne Gacy, fifty two years old, rape and thirty three counts of murder and painting horrible clowns. Uh, nineteen ninety four. Okay. His last meal. 12, not circus peanuts, right? <laughs> no, not circus peanuts. Twelve deep fried shrimp, a bucket of original KFC chicken, French fries, and an entire pound of strawberries. Sounds good. Yeah. Hell, can you imagine? I mean, you're not gonna worry about getting fat. Fuck it, you know. But that's. Yeah, he was already there, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Timothy, Timothy McFay, all right, 33 years old, Indiana, 168 counts of murder, right, lethal injection, 2001, two pints of mint and chocolate chip ice cream. <clears throat> that was his, that was his go-to. Oh, that's Ted good Bu- ice cream. Ted Bundy, the handsome son of a bitch, 43 years old, 35 counts of murder, the electric chair, he declined the last meal, and he was given the traditional last meal that everybody gets because uh, they kill you in the morning, which, which uh, in case you want to know, the traditional last meal is steak and eggs, hash browns, toast, jelly, butter, milk, and juice. That's your traditional last meal. Uh, Christopher Brooks, 43, Alabama, murder and rape, lethal injection, 2016. Two peanut butter cups and a Dr. Pepper. Whoa. <laughs> Getting wound up for, for no that. Shit. Yeah. Steven Spears, 54, Georgia. Lethal injection again, 2016. One large all-meat pizza. Well, you know, I think I could go for it. It would be fried chicken for me or an all-meat pizza. How about How about for you? I'd have to think about it. Because I'd li- like I'd want to think of a lasagna, but if it was a crappy lasagna, it would ruin everything. I'd want to think something they c- could get wrong. So fried chicken, like, you know, if they go out and get like some KFC or some Popeyes, that's yeah. gonna you're you're safe. You're, you're safe. You're gonna get quality. I would hate to order a good like a beautiful steak and have it overcooked. You know, yeah. Yeah. so you want to go for something. I might even go for like a meatloaf or something. Meatloaf is one of my favorite things of all time. <laughs> it's hard I, to know, say. It'd be Girl a, Scout cookies, some thin mints. Oh, Samoans. Or a Girl Scout. No, scratch that. 
no, that probably would that's probably would be what have got some of them in there in the first place. In the first uh, place, exactly. Yeah, now, I picked the you know this gigantor bodybuilder was actually this was just I think this was you know you know telling people in prison because you're gonna lift weights. I mean, there were reports of some people leaving prison thirty pounds heavier, which I never did understand. But, well, because you're not exercising and you're eating this starchy diet, you know, and just sort of sitting around. Well, fuck, that's me right now. Right. <laughs> I mean, how am I going to exit this? How am I going to exit this 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 this, uh, this this home incarceration? Yeah, God? but you don't you don't eat you don't just sit around eating like white bread and you know and eggs and chips. That's basically <laughs> oh, yeah. you know they're just getting that. That's the kind of st- they're just getting this plain bland starch. You know how to cook for yourself. Yeah, I'm not gonna go where you make buying any honey buns lately. But you you saw the size of that guy, and you can understand that if you want to pack on the pounds because you want to leave prison as big as as he does. He made kind of a, would you call it a stir-fry dish, Um, and all the stuff was available at at the commissary and um, that you can get in prison. He really didn't have a name for it, but uh, I went ahead and made a, I I did a more badass recipe because he actually had bottles of jars of mayonnaise and, and mustard. Me, I had in my bag for work we carry stuff like uh right. packs mustard pack. i had all the stuff in my i like how he's like i'm lactose intolerant so i gotta be careful with yeah. the mayonnaise and i want to just go buddy buddy i gotta tell you it's white but it don't have milk in it you're good yeah, exactly <laughs> but i i had so the first thing you do is you want to get a pack of ramen noodles okay you're gonna cook those ramen noodles until i like my ramen noodles a little more firm and then he drained the water from the ramen noodles, and he considered drinking it because it was full of starch, man. He's like, hey, I should drink this. This would be great. But he did. Oh, yeah. He was he yeah. was taking every pack and counting all the carbs and mm-hmm. protein yeah. in there and salt. Okay. So you had your ramen noodles. Then you get some mayonnaise packs, some mustard packs, some relish packs, honey, and a can of tuna. And you just slop all that together, and you stir it up, and you you add a little more mayonnaise if it's a little bit dry, uh, a little more mustard. It's like it's like a tablespoon of soy sauce, and you and you've yeah. got something sort of like Asian noodles right there, you know? I like a like a pad thai. It's got tuna fish and yeah. everything in there. Throw some peanut butter in there. <laughs> yeah, you can you know, and and I made it, and it's it's horrid looking, um, but uh, I'm gonna try it right now. So, this is not a herder recipe, but we will hear from herder in a few seconds. Uh, let's see here. Don't have any chopsticks. They keep sharp objects away from you here, but. Hey, you know, it tastes kind of like, like a pasta salad. Yeah, you've had, you know, like a, mm-hmm. like macaroni, macaroni salad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, with tuna in it. The tuna's good. Though, I mean, like, once you start putting mayo and relish in there, you know. The honey is, I might be able to do without. 
Well, that's yeah, yeah. he was just into getting as many carbs as possible, and like that was his bodybuilder thing. But yeah. like the honey, I would do the honey if I was adding some soy sauce to it. You know, would be soy they would sauce go. Would be great. But the relish, I, I like the little relish in there because that that adds kind of a zing, a zing. So that's um that's not bad. Yeah, if I was in prison, okay. I would definitely, uh, I would definitely go for something like that. Not, not, not. Yeah, yeah, you have. Yeah, you, you do what you work, but you have what you, uh, you know, what what you can do. You gotta, be, you gotta be a MacGyver, right? Now, we didn't do a herder recipe, but uh, that does not mean that George Leonard Herder of Herder's Corner. Is Bull, cook, and authentic historical recipes and practices does not have a few things to say about um, about uh, you know what's gonna what's gonna happen if, prison if, life. <laughs> well, prison life in general, we're kind of jumping ahead here because um, the situation we are going through right now here in this part of the country, you know, it, it's it's going to be Thunderdome pretty soon, according to Herder. If, if you take Herder's philosophy, so he has a couple of things that you're going to need to have, food-wise, okay, for when for when things really go to shit. Now, have a reserve of food consisting of dried beans, dried peas, dried potatoes, dried milk, bacon, canned shortening, sugar, peanut butter, powdered coffee, and tea. Chocolate, salt, pepper, macaroni, flour, baking powder. Have at least a thousand matches in a waterproof container. And World War II matches in some countries were $25 a box on the black market when available. Keep such things as flour, sugar, salt, dried milk, dried potatoes in five-gallon milk cans and press the lids to fit them tightly. And strangely enough, my we have here in the corner of our apartment a little emergency food bin, just in case, you know, my wife likes to be prepared. I do not have this, though. Next, he says, have a small twenty-two caliber rifle sure. and, a, and at least a thousand rounds of ammunition. It will kill small game uh, and birds, and you can use it to protect your home. Now, looting... And the looting is done in most all cases by so-called friends who live near you. This is what happened in both World War One and Two. Now you need to have a six number one and a half tra- uh, six number one and a half traps and twenty foot coils of woven picture frame wire for snares, hundred fish hooks in assorted sizes, and twenty yards of nylon fishing line in a variety of weights and the above items can supply your family with meat fowl and fish if necessary i don't know what i'm gonna oh for sale through george herder's catalog yes exactly you can get it (laughs) you can get it and you have to have a year's supply of iodine a year's supply of laxative and a hundred buffin bufferin tablets they even sell bufferin anymore yeah it's just aspirin Yeah. yeah That was yeah. just like the generic name for aspirin, I yeah. guess. For yeah, yeah. And now, if you live in an area where biting flies and mosquitoes abound, have a year's supply of bug dope. I don't know what bug dope 
and 10 oh, yards of you've never net. experienced bug dope i have oh, you do tell i've i've uh when when we would go fishing or any place where there were crazy like horse flies and deer fly and mosquitoes we had this stuff called old woodsman's fly dope mm-hmm. and you would smear it on your jet ja- like you don't want to smear it on your skin as much as on like your jacket or something because it was foul smelling but it worked really oh yeah it what was foul chemical chemical it probably had ddt and all kinds of shit probably yeah no you also have to have five one pound cans of tobacco this is your fortune now if there is any food or material available that you need the tobacco will get it for you when money will not. Now, that's George Herders, and he, he also has a closing. If you uh, to have a reserve of the above is the cheapest kind of insurance. If you never need it, give thanks to Christ. If you do need it, it's worth more than anything you have, no matter how worldly wealthy you are at the moment. Tell all those people going to church today and yesterday and all that stuff. So that's that's George Leonard Herter's apocalyptic uh, review. And um, my, uh, my, I'm probably going to scrape the rest of this stuff into the... Well, wait, you don't want to be shoveling too much more I, in there. We've, yeah. we've still got more. Uh, I... Oh my god! Holy shit! I forgot. Hang Did you on. just forget? I thought I, you forgot. I forgot. I you know I have. A, a, go ahead and give it the backstory. I haven't even opened this yet. <coughs> I, I have my. Uh, I'm gonna open it right now. Dario and I have secured through our our friend Mike Cross. Mike. Who has become a who has not gone to prison, but has become hopefully addicted to these things called the whole shebang, super seasoned. The potato chips with the incredible flavor that started it all. They are they are known better as prison chips. They come from Canada and then they're distributed in America through Missouri. So you you can only get these in, in, in Canada. But I haven't opened them yet. But but the they are event. they were made famous because they were they were available in American prisons exclusively, wow. and Where apparently they? they're one of the best tasting chips ever invented. And people were like talking about going back to prison. Well, they're they're made uh, they're made in Canada, and let's see the whole shebang. Sometimes going a little over the top is a good thing. In the case of the whole shebang family of products, it's a very good thing. The whole shebang potato chip, with their one-of-a-kind taste experience, were an instant hit when they first appeared in our Moon Lodge line of munchies. They've been a snack favorite ever since. Now that uniquely delicious medley of flavors is a brand all its own, take your exact threshold to the next level. Check out our full line of super seasons. Taste-tastic items, each with its own amped-up spin on the distinctive uh, flavor that is the whole shebang. All right, so you say these are... These have been described as salt and vinegar, 
mixed okay. with with um, barbecue mixed with an everything bagel. I'm getting I'm getting a distinct vinegar, salt and vinegar taste here. They they look crispy. Ah. Uh-huh. Oh god damn. Wow. These you are get really... the, You get the salt and vinegar first, yeah, and do. then, like, directly after it is, like, oh, the barbecue. And then it's just a whole bunch of other... There's, like, garlic going on. There's... I do get that barbecue, you know? Yeah, you know, I would, I would, I would probably cut a bitch for this. These are good. Holy cow. Paprika? Yeah, there's Alex? like definitely some paprika going. There's like, it's, it, mm. it it's like, mm. it's like layer, like layers of flavor. Like you, you take, like they come in order. It's almost like that Willy Wonka. Everlasting God? No, the, the pill. The, the one that was like, yeah, the pill that was like, and now I can taste the gravy and potatoes. And they're, yeah, you know what's good about them is. There's like even that. a, like, there's even like a, a sweetness to it at a certain point. You know, I like my potato chips. I don't like them like really, really super thin. And I don't like them super, super, um, mm-hmm. like kettle chips, like, like. Super, These are super totally cool. in between. I yeah. like them like I like my women. The, these ones That's are like me. Now that you mention them, that they're they're not like kettle chips, but they've still got those bubbles, mm-hmm. and and uh, they soak up a lot of oil like a kettle chip. Man, oh my God, they're delicious. And where did he get them? He ordered them, I think, through Amazon. Holy. But I heard you can order them. I think he actually, I think he ordered them directly from Olivet Products LLC, Bridgeton, Missouri, six three zero four four. I guess they have a website, wholeshebang.com, and shebang is spelled s h a bang dot com. I can't stop eating them. Uh huh. They're like those Cheetos. That's what he told me. He said before you guys do the show, don't open your chips because they'll never make it to the show. I forgot all about it. I, I had the box right here. Holy shit, man. Man, on that note. I'm going to be trying to figure out this whole bag, what every what everything is in it. Because I'm looking at the ingredients, and then there's that point where it says spices. Sons of <laughs> and that's where it gets you. <laughs> you know, I, I taste the malt vinegar. Mm, mm-hmm. a malt vinegar that's what makes me say this is Canadian because they like their vinegar on their french fries just like the Brits do it's a malt it's a malt vinegar it's different from our salt and vinegar potato chips mm-hmm. no it's taste. not it's not as like our salt and vinegar blasts the vinegar it blasts the vinegar right up into your nose yes and yes. this doesn't do that at all this is a malt vinegar and i'll bet if i look here i'll bet i'll see malt somewhere on this mm-hmm. uh, it's got yeast in it which is funky 
Well, I'll bet it's a malt vinegar because, man. Maltodextrin. <laughs> that's good. Close enough. Shit. Speaking of what's in, I'm looking over at the green room, and there's a there's a dude, there's a girl in a diaper, and someone's touching her belly button. And is that an is that an army cot? What the fuck is that? I don't know. I see a guy with a coin at the end of a at the end of a um, pendulum there. You're getting very sleepy. Sleepy. Here. Oh my I God! These things. I can't. I can't stop. Well, I tell you what. You, I'll, I'll, I'll go check out the green room for once. And but, but I'm taking the bag of chips with me. Okay. Mm. Thanks to Mike Cross, man. That, that, that you know what? If this is, I mean, Mike likes get, Mike's like introducing people to new addictions. So I mean, if I can get arrested, maybe just spend a night in jail and they have these in the vending machine. I mean, I mean, you know, you get poked up the ass maybe, but it might be worth it for for a fucking another bag of these chips. Shebang. Maybe that's what you got. You go to prison, you got to get shebanged to get them. But it's well worth it. Why you get out of that? All right. Yep. Come back after the break and get shebanged in prison. <laughs> or you get something in prison. <laughs> Howdy, shut-ins! Bummed out that you can't come into Maury's Adult Toy Emporium and Marriage Counseling Center and try on a fragrant merkin or sample our grown-up bakery genital-shaped croissants. But you can't because of the goddamn cornholovirus. Well, Maury Clawhammer has your back, fam. You can visit our online store and order any of our thousands of attachments, extension, lingeries, lubricants, we prefer to call them lubricants, and the fun videos that mom and dad like. Worried about the cooties? This shit is floating in pools of hand sanitizer as we speak. Our delivery is the safest out there. We'll speed down your street and blast your new dildo onto your doorstep with our massive patented delivery cannon. Are you and your significant other about ready to rip each other's faces off in the prison that was your home? Well, now we do our patented claw hammer marriage method counseling online. Just between you and me, there's a 99% chance we prescribe you some nice cannabis edibles. Because who can fight when you can't even get off the goddamn couch? Libido on hold? There's no excuse. You got a baby boom to get in on, and we'll roll a tub of Cialis right down your driveway. This is the part where I would tell you where we are, but who the hell cares? Go online! Remember, $1,200 will buy you almost 20 feet of dildos. Stay safe! Yeah, but before we get going, let's uh, gotta tell them who we are. I'm uh, I'm Mr. Dan Amora, oh, and and I'm here with special incarceration sex therapist, Dr. Ben Overbunk. Hello, you know to bend over the bunk only if you drop the soap in the shower. But there are no bunks in the shower, especially not in the jails that we are going to be looking at today. 
<laughs> 30 seconds into a drop in the soap joke. I'm proud <laughs> of us. And a very, very special episode of Beat It today. Not unlike Arnold taking his bike to the bicycle repairman and getting felt up special. Not like that. This is a timely, timely topic. Incarceration. Uh, lockdown. Locked, locked up abroad, which I happen, <laughs> to be, I happen to be locked up with abroad and the 10-year-old. So <laughs> so that, that's my situation. But but these poor girls, oh my God. We, we, we picked a couple of quickies today. Uh, yeah, so now, we, like, the, the, the palette of prison porn, is, if you, as you can all oh, imagine, is, is quite yeah. wide. And, but, you know, we decided, it's, it, it, it's fairly predictable. Yes. So we decided we'd talk about the real-life lockdown for the most part in this episode. But we did, we did find some, some prison porn, and I think we both picked out something... That, you know, there's the usual suspects. I mean, the yeah. gay porn is going to be pretty much just like, not just like prison, but it's going to be that kind of scenario. And there's yeah. lots of like, you know, county jailhouse lockup with a hot girl and the southern sheriff and stuff like that. And some lesbian hookups and, you know, just the sort yeah. of stuff you would imagine hey, if you were I doing prison I porn. I could have went with Bridget the Midget. She had a she had one. But sure. did Bridget. So I didn't. I, I went with something totally uh, unexpected and a little different, as did not, you. Not what you just would, not what springs to mind when you think about sex in prison. No, of course not. Actually, it was barely sex in prison. But, but that being says said, you, yeah, says <laughs> you. Uh, I, I'm going to let you start start uh, start it off there with your with your movie um, selection. Mine was, and it looks like it was, I only found another one, but it looks like they're trying to make a series of this called yes. The Prison Doctor. Uh-huh. Constant, Constance, belly button fucker, or belly button fucking. <laughs> Fuck, yeah. Okay, by so I see by that. By Spellbound Studios. By Spellbound Studios. Now, I was just like, okay, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking through the like vast, you know, just the pages and pages and pages looking for something different. And, um, that's what this is. Yes. From, and, and it's, it's, it, um, it, the video of course stars Constance and her belly button <laughs> and it tells you the the story is fiction, but the hypnotism is yeah. real. Yes, they even they even go so far as to put a disclaimer at the end. A disclaimer that, at the end. Yeah. They even they even uh, like um, you know they 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 say you know they have cast Constance as the vi- as the victim, and I'm like victim. Okay, what, what yeah, is she? Yeah, and, right. So I guess the scenario is he's an evil doctor in a prison who takes advantage of women when he hypnotizes them okay so well i look i look at him as more of a a doctor who has actually found yet another unexplored hole to try and fuck i mean they, yes I, I, incredible well, well that's where the this guy is when when you see him he is just sort of the sleaze version of a stage hypnotist you know who 
with, you know, does the whole like, you know, turn you into a chicken or yeah, tell that's, you. Yeah, I have that in my notes. Usually, usually, who was it? Was it Pat Collins? It was some of the hip hypnotists back when we were kids. They, they, they she would she would go up there, hypnotize people, and turn them into ducks and chickens and make them say, "Now, is it real? I don't know. I, I who knows? But the, definitely, I don't believe this guy was a was a hypnotist. Well, and, his. His title is Bill Justice, Erotic mm-hmm. Trance Master. Now, did you look, did you go into and actually try and Google Bill Justice? No, I didn't. I did. They're the only Bill Justice that there is out there, and spelled differently. It's spelled J-U-S-T-I-S. Is a badass saxophone player who plays a song called Raunchy. And man, it is a good. You can you can you can uh, get it on YouTube. You can find this guy. And I'm that's familiar the only with that film. song. It, it it's, is. It's playing right now. It's a good fucking tune, man. So I think I know where Bill Justice got his name from. But well, his so, his voice is the and demeanor are that of a real hypnotist and stuff. Yes. Whether this woman is hypnotized or not, yeah, who knows. Yeah. It I mean, seems like a, a fair, he he has a naked woman and basically the whole scenario is he's just a hypnotist. It's just like a stage hypnotist except it's with a naked woman, and he's just basically tells her if as I put my um as I put my finger in your belly button, it's going to feel like the the greatest dick you've ever had in you in your life, and you're flooded with pleasure and. You know, he just starts sticking his finger at her belly button and she's reacting. And then he would do things like, now you're going to go up and one more level of pleasure. Woo-hoo! Oh, yeah. Now and yet play. another leather level of pleasure. Woo-ha-ha! You know, yeah. that and sort her, of thing. He had incredible blue eyeshadow on and he would he would say, OK, now, now using the same finger, you would say, now this stick is going to get even bigger. It's going to get bigger, which which I thought it would be much easier to perhaps start with the pinky and work your way up to the thumb. At least he wouldn't be lying to her. He had the same finger, basically. He's uh, lazy, man. He yeah. knows he just has to suggest it. So he's he's done this so many times. He doesn't bother switching fingers. He knows he doesn't have to. What creeps me out is like every once in a while he would like look at the camera and he wouldn't smile or anything. He would just look at the camera and just say yeah 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 i'm and and uh i'm bill justice I'm bill erotic trance master and that's right ladies and gentlemen stare deep into the video yes you can I, at make the this. end of the video i found myself absent-mindedly fingering my own belly button <laughs> you can make this in the in the basement of your gym in high school as well you know because that's what it reminded me of i I've always had kind of a, a freaked out belly button thing. I, I don't know what what to to to, to think about. They're they're just there, you know. I I don't know if they're a direct entry into your into your into your so, body, or or I don't know if there's such thing as belly button fucking, which might be something we might. No, I don't think so. Out. Unless you have a very <laughs> deep belly button, which I guess you. <laughs> is possible especially or a very like humongous or, or a very small corkscrew cock 
dick, maybe. You know? Yes, or, or a micro penis. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, I guess yeah. it, it, you know you might find the the woman with the perfect belly or with like deep throat with her clitoris and her belly button or something. I, or maybe there was a plastic surgery or a car accident and they had to sew her up. And when they sewed her up, they had to pull her clitoris up to the belly button, and there it is, right there. You I, never know. I, it happened. I, I don't think the chair Constance was sitting on was very clean. And and definitely not hygienic. And, not by the uh, end. Bruises all over her legs. Oh my God, Constance just and, and it was sketchy. And and, and what what made me it, it was amusing, but what made me sketchy about it is like, okay, this guy's trying to make this whole series and stuff, and it's like, why even bother with the whole framing of it takes? Because he wasn't like in a prison guard outfit. He was just in his like black. Yeah, like sort of street cash. clothes, he, he and, and it was a naked woman. It, there's no nothing about her that's like that that is meaningful of her being a prison. You know, it was just sort of, yeah. you know, maybe he like took a poll with the people who hung out on his creepy website and said, "What do you want to see?" And they're like, "We want to see you in prison with naked women or something." And yeah, said, "Okay, prison. well that's what'll get the most uh, views. Yeah. That's what gets the yeah. most views." Or if it was just his pet idea that he was just like, I'm telling you, man, prison hypnotism porn, that's the wave of the future. You think this I mean you think this stepsister stuff is hot right now, dude. Wait till we get some prison hypnotism porn going. What warden wouldn't be fine with letting you come in and do that to your prisoners? I mean, come on. I mean, jeez. They'd all be fine. Come on in. Especially if you can do one. Two, three, come now. That that think 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 of how easy life would be. You know, you can go back to watching Star Trek, or you could be like the count. One, two, yeah, three, come now. Ah 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 ah. Okay, now back to he watching. could just the, do hey, it. Now every, back to watching the space seed. Leave me. He alone. could just post post suggest every woman in the in the yeah. and have them all just you know. Oh, it's perfect. You know, after you're finished. Yeah, they always want to have that little talk time. But all he has to say is, like you said, okay, now back to sleep. And that's it. She was done. Yeah. Perfect. No riots. Yeah. Back, nice back to watching Star He's, Trek. Yeah. You know, in a, in, a, in a real world, perfect. Now, Bill Justice, like we were saying, prison doctor played by Bill Justice, J-U-S-T-U-S, erotic trance master i mean there's no lawsuits you know behind any of that and you know if it was a fake orgasm it definitely wouldn't be the first fake orgasm that i probably experienced or the last you know but maybe your first fake belly button orgasm yeah yeah (laughs) fake belly button you know i i don't even like putting my finger in, in the belly button to pull out any lint it just grosses me out so but but apparently constance loved it but she's not going to remember any of it you know that's that's the worst part of it you know but or the uh, best part of it yeah <laughs> i mean how did he get her to volunteer well, what did he say he was going to do to her I mean, well, that's why that maybe that's why they're, they're like in a prison that it's not volunteer. They just sent her down for an exam. Yeah. And, and there's and there's Dr. Justice waiting to I'm, do his uh, thing. 
I'm sorry, but I'm going to go with the Dr. Justice, famous saxophone player. I call shenanigans. Now, what about your video? Uh, well, <laughs> I, I decided to go with something just, I don't know. I, at first, I started off with midget porn, and somehow I got into looking at weirder stuff. Apparently, I settled on a, a, a little ditty of women uh, being forced to wear diapers in prison and having to take a dump and a piss in, in their pants. I mean... Ridiculous, ridiculous. The movie that I picked was uh, Alina Long, Prison, Diapers, and Straightjacket. Oh, yeah, yeah. It um, it consists of a of a jail set. I have to say that they did make a set that looked a little more jail like. He he obviously went to the Home Depot and uh, and bought some some rods and some two by fours and made what looked like a cage with no lock and a, and a, you know, and a little cot in there. And he's the biggest, fattest redneck. Huge. This guy's huge. He's, they, they didn't even give him a prison guard outfit after much. Yeah, just like looking, Dr. Justice. Yeah. yeah like Dr. I actually had to pause the video to see this t-shirt, what it said that this fat ass was wearing. <laughs> and it said El Burrito, El Burro, it's a El Burro Loco Desert Casino. <laughs> That's what it said on it. Uh, and and he just arrested some Russian girl and uh, says, okay, get in jail, take off your clothes. You think maybe it was filmed in Russia and he's like, welcome <laughs> to my redneck jail, pretty I... girl. Not with the El uh, Burro Loco Desert Casino uh, shirt <laughs> on. Uh, you don't even know what she did wrong. She's all, this is, the, I did nothing wrong. I did nothing wrong. Just, yeah, that's what they all say here. You take off your clothes, put them on a pile, put this on. Of course, the red, first she had the red, the typical orange like jumpsuit. prison jumpsuit, but a diaper. And she's like, what is this? Why do I have to wear diapers? He goes, there's no bathroom in your prison. He goes, what kind of jail is this? And they, I mean, that, that doesn't happen. This is not, I've never seen that on CSI. I mean, come on. Anyway, she has to put the diaper on and and there's a green cot. Strangely enough, it looked like the same cot that was in your video, but a green cot and that's it. And, and he's not even trying to to look like a policeman and he's and later on there's like an old tiny uh lettering that comes on well uh alina decides she doesn't want to wear the diaper so here comes a fat ass back in you don't want to you don't want to wear the diaper huh well take off the top i gotta put a straight jacket on you so he puts he he puts this straight jacket on her and he and halfway through putting the straight jacket on her She's going, what is this? This is this is a mistake. This is a mistake. Everyone says that. You know, I'm just trying to do my job. I'm just trying to do my job. There's no script, you know. And and fast, halfway through putting the straight jacket on, he realizes that he doesn't know how to put a straight jacket on. So he's got it tied up in some type of knots. And she keeps going, 
what kind of jail is this? What kind of jail is this? I'm just doing my job, lady. Follow this ain't road. a jail, ma'am. It's a yeah. porn shoot. I, yeah. just, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> And, and, I, we should have rehearsed this because I don't know what to do with yeah, this dang thing. Yeah. And then for the next eight minutes, we're we're are we're treated to her sitting her bunk going, uh, I've got to piece. I've got to go. I've got to go. I need to pee. Hey, someone. But you know what is it about Russians and I just you know I, I strippers they they yeah, would like to poop. Yeah. They, oh, that comes later. You know, it's because I. This is, I, I, I've, I've got to pee, I've got to pee, this, what a ridiculous jail, I, I, and then all of a sudden, well, she has to pee, and, and, and she goes, oh my god, I can't believe that I peed, I peed myself, I peed myself, and then she goes, I've got to poop, I've got to take a shit, I have to shit, 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 oh, I hate myself if I shit myself, <laughs> well, <laughs> we're treated to about three minutes of her going oh, leaning against the wall and then the money shot <laughs> like a percolating coffee definitely dubbed in I'm I'm sure you know I've seen plenty of Russian girl shit and and it doesn't sound like that it sounds more like vodka being Fake. Like, yeah but you heard it it was percolating and she's like, oh, God, so gross. Fuck you people here. Fuck you people here. And 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 then, of course, we get a wonderful close-up shot of what may or may not be a fully loaded diaper. I don't know. I, yeah, I, what are you, what are you going to say? Are you going to prove that it wasn't? I mean, it, I... I'm guessing not if they didn't even bother to tie a straight, learn how to tie a straight jacket before they yeah. filmed it, that they probably just threw some like, oh, you know, like, like those, those, um, frozen gel bags that you, that you keep to <laughs> yeah. put on your sore muscles, but just, you know, room temperature, a couple of room temperature ones just to make it saggy in there. I, I kind of got a feeling that that's what the, I would do. Yeah, that the El Burro Casino guy probably would have been happy to, but he didn't even seem excited. I mean, he didn't even seem like like the creepy hypnotist. He was just like, he probably would have been pissed off if he had the changer. Which most people would have been, hey, you know, I'll change it. All right, give me a couple of wet wipes, whatever. I'm into it. I'm into it. But no, he wasn't worried. He was just some redneck they found off the street and said, here, you know. I'm telling you, I think half these videos, somebody pays them $500 to do some sort of scenario that's their own personal scenario, and that's how these things end up, and they're just like, yeah, we need a redneck sheriff. Yeah. You know, Bubba, Bubba, you can do it, right? Yeah, come on. He didn't even dress like a sheriff. Grab one of the... Russian girls from the from the blackjack table and yeah. <laughs> tell her there's an extra thousand dollars in it. Yeah, for if you shit yourself. But she was so skinny. I don't think she's sh- she's taking a shit in a month. You know, like an anaconda. They they eat a they they eat an animal and they don't have to shit for a fucking two two weeks or something. They probably had the catcher just right. But yeah, you know, for for what we were looking for, these two videos they they hit the mark. But, that that yeah, I'm 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 all set on prison porn for probably a, a good while now for maybe the rest of the lockdown. Yeah, that's what and, we're really here to talk about our yeah. own lockdown. Yeah, we are. Or your are, own locked. I'm not as locked down as you. I'm working. Yeah, I I I'm not working. I uh, 
this is what maybe this will be you're like most budget. people you're in that you're in the house with your family uh, most yeah, people I'm in, listening I'm in, are like are like you yeah i i would like to think most people listening are like me i mean uh, i don't have a big family i can't I, I people are saying, well, I can see the next great baby boom coming out of this, and I don't see it. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. This, this is not, not sexy. Time. Pandemics I, aren't very sexy. No, I don't see a baby boom coming out of this. I think, I think the the main the main problem here is, uh, is. It's eerie. You know what this neighborhood looks like. You've been here now. I mean, you had to cancel your trip here. <coughs> I, yeah, let's let, let, let's give a little background on how yeah. that, that happened. Because <coughs> that was dramatic. <coughs> I've talked about it a little bit in the J Guys yeah, and Jedi yeah, show. Yeah, did talk about it with Hulk the other day. But and, not as quite in detail. Like, uh, co- coming up to... Uh, I was coming down to uh, New York City to visit Dario and uh, so, some other people where there's a little wedding in the works and uh, there's a little planning going on for that that I was uh, going to be participating in and uh, so you know it was going to be a, a part business but mostly like social visit nice little you know um, um, have a little cookout at the garage nice or whatever maybe yeah. do it maybe do an eat it and beat it Sure. Um, recording, which if you notice, there wasn't a needed and beat it last month because and that is why <laughs> it never happened. So I had I had my bus ticket down there, and in the day, like the the 48 hours leading up to the bus ticket, I was getting anxiety about going to New York City. Uh, you know, listening to the news and stuff, and my roommate was having. I don't have a the. I haven't felt anxiety like that in like. 25 30 years probably when when i got arrested <laughs> yeah. was the last time i felt like that and i had no reason to feel it. i had my bus ticket you know i had i had everything i needed to go down there and you know i was i enjoy the bus trip down there and stuff but like then i started thinking about it i'm like that's seven and a half hours on a packed bus full of people yeah. both ways that's 15 hours in a packed sealed container gonna get off the bus i'm gonna hop on the subway in new york city and this may not be the best idea in the world and then one of the people in the wedding was flying over from europe and i was thinking what if that person's even gonna be able to come over (laughs) and and we know so much more about how uh this covert 19 is transferred now than we even did back then. then i mean yeah you know and you you dodged a bullet. I mean, you literally called me and said, "Hey, I'm not going to come." And then the next day, the day I would have gone there, I would have gotten into New York City at noon, the day they declared a state of emergency. Yeah, I would yeah. have been getting off the bus at the exact moment that that New York City was realizing, "Holy shit, we're in big trouble." Yeah. And I would have gotten off the bus and immediately gotten onto the subway, which <clears throat> on that day would have been about empty. I heard that day was a day of empty subways. So I would have at least had a, 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 a social distance subway trip probably to Queens. Well, imagine an empty airplane. I was working right up until that time. 
and uh, it was me and Lee, and you know Lee, and an entire airplane with maybe five people on it, which for us, other than, you know, knowing what was coming was great because we just sit in the last row and and watch movies and and bullshit and go ahead and we would just tell people hey what do you want hey have this whatever you want's on us but little did we know that that uh that in the next few weeks after that that they would shut down every airport in the tri-state area i mean there's there are a handful of flights leaving out of all the airports here so I decided that uh, I could actually make more money. Uh, they have to pay us a base pay of 71 hours. It, it's a complicated formula, but I'd make more money staying at home collecting uh, unemployment for these two months that I could leave, plus the uh, stimulus. I can actually make more money than I would at work, and I can... I can be safe other than, you know, going to the grocery store. And, and, and at this time right now, uh, the curve appears to be flattening here in New York, but it's still not anywhere near uh, safe. You know, we, we it's flattening there. out at a high level. <laughs> yeah. We're not, there aren't as many people going into the hospital, but we are still having a lot of people, you know, passing away every yeah. day. Uh, it's it's sad. We know so much more. First, it was oh, this doesn't affect anyone that's not elderly and isn't have uh, you know health issues already. Well, that's Lung not true. Problems yeah, and, that's, or that's diabetes or asthma. Yeah, that's not true. And no, it's, the kids. It, it, yeah, it's. I mean, I mean, it does get those people worse, but it's gotten, it's gotten. It, like at first yeah. they were saying, ah, it doesn't really get kids, and it's gotten a few kids. Yeah, it's got, it's got, it's got. When I know, say gotten, I mean killed. Yeah, <laughs> you know, not, not just made them sick. You know, it's it's been deadly to those. It's been, but there's been, you know, but of course there's been ninety year old people, ninety eight year old people who've made it through and stuff. So. You know, it's 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 us. It, it hits everybody different. But like, the only thing about the the thing that's deadly about it, well, the way it acts is deadly. But it's only really deadly because it's so easily transmissible. So yeah, it it, it, it floods your resources to deal with it. So you can't, you know, people die in the hospital because there's. I mean, not the personnel or equipment to to save their lives. You know. I mean, most of the time, if you're gonna, if you're, if you're bad enough to be put on a respirator, I mean, you're in bad shape. I mean, there's, there's not. That's bad. I mean, and you follow a lot of the, a lot of the, uh, the, the more interesting corners of the webs and the, and the chat groups. Are, are there still people out there, on this date, sure. that, that think that this is just kind of a hoax? and and uh it's not real or or have people finally come to the conclusion that this that this is real that this is really happening it pisses me off but there, i mean there's a level of me that understands like if i was 17 years old it would have taken me a long time to 
to to get it through my head to pay, take it seriously. And I, I probably would have had to been forced into it and been like, okay, I'll go along with it or whatever. But this is stupid, you know. You're invincible at that age. At that age, and and but there's still some people who are just sort of like, yeah, you know, whatever. This is just like a flu. Everybody's blown it out of proportion. I'll just act the way I do when the flu is, which is no different. And, yeah. Like, it, I think your mileage varies as what part of where you are. Like, in my town, it seems like the majority of people when I am out and about and have to go to, you know, the bank or the the, the um, grocery store, you know, they, they, they are, they're, they're on it, you know. And there's, there's, so, there's enough people on it that the people who don't buy into it are sort of peer pressured into it. <laughs> At least yeah. for now, you know, so they're, they're, they're going along with it and they will keep their distance. You know, there has I haven't seen anybody like except for one um, occasion with a woman with her three kids of people being like obnoxious. I've, I've seen people being bad in a sort of negligent way where they're just like, uh, I'm just acting like normal in the grocery store and standing right behind somebody. I don't care, you know and and not even aware of it and uh, but i haven't seen anybody being obnoxiously except for that one lady so if it's just that one lady so far pretty good i mean she had three kids and one of them was visibly sick and they were all old enough they could have been sitting in the car and yeah it was just uh it was you know just no no regard for other people yeah but, i've i've seen a lot of changes in in views on some of the on some of the threads that i follow online from from early on saying this is nothing this is just a mm -hmm. it's, it's, a, it's a ploy and they're 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 it's, it's just more people die of the flu and and i and i and i have to think that that you know you can't do anything about about you know the the internet but but i think any any credit you know any anyone out there that was uh, radio stations tv channels any type of media print media that was that was going around saying that this was a was a was a hoax and that it was nothing to worry about i, I think that they probably caused a lot of people that mm -hmm. to ignore symptoms that that they shouldn't have done i mean you get to that age and and you listen to people uh, that you feel comfortable watching that think the same way you do and you listen to what they say. And if that's where you get your, you know, you hear these things, I, I think that it's sad that, that maybe... This is the first time in my life that there's been some sort of... Um... Does that and this is a worldwide this is ha happening yeah. all over the world that that I've seen like you know and 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 it does and it's like um there's there's people tracing you know like what like a, a an area's local radio station was saying at any given time and and are tracking to see you know if the places that were telling people, ah, don't, you know, like in Florida, there were people on the radio, like I had reports of friends from Florida said, yeah, on the radio, they're telling everybody to go to the bar. Waffle yeah. houses are hiring waitresses because there's people lined up out the door 
and they're telling people, yeah, don't worry about it. You know, as a matter of fact, you know, go out and stimulate the economy. And they were doing it, and it was mostly older people because they were the ones who were, are listening to the radio, you know. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> you're going to be able to see, you know, clusters from from that sort of behavior. And this is the first time where I, usually when there's something major like that that happens, like even the goofy shock jocks in the morning sober up and are like, you know, all right, you want to get this. Uh, I mean, you want to talk about how you're supposed to act when this happens. Talk about our buddy uh, Scott Rifen down in, uh, or he's in Georgia, right? Yeah. And uh, on his, ra- you know, like I've been, fi- I I love his Facebook feed. Yeah. You know, and he's a ra- radio DJ there. He has been one of the most responsible people uh, for gather, you know, gathering yeah, it's the a, information it's, it's and explaining tough, it's it to people. It's a tough crowd to explain it to. You know? Yeah, and he has a crowd that's actively fighting him on it, you know, yeah. because he, you know, he he has a talk radio show, so he has talk. Or I, I shouldn't even say talk radio show listeners. Any radio show listeners, <laughs> yeah. even if it's like fucking, um, you know, tech talk radio, the people yeah. that call in. And listen to the radio all the time. There's people who just listen to the radio all the time because they're in their car and stuff. But there's a lot of people who are kind of whacked out and at home and, you know, they get a little too. So he, you know, and, and he's a radio personality. So he gets everything coming up on his Facebook feed and he's got to patiently be like, no, it's not like that. It's like this. Yes, I know you heard this, but it's that and yeah. stuff like that. And that's what I'm used to in general. When stuff happened, like when 9-11 happened and stuff like that, people who were, you know, doing stuff that was not serious suddenly became serious and and said, "Okay, let's figure this out. And everybody got on the same page. Finally, after people started dying. Well, yeah, I mean, we got on the same page four months after we probably should have been getting those pages set up or whatever. You know, I mean, we'll find out at the end what it all wound up being. But, like, yeah, I could not believe that, like, you know, it was like you could listen to three different radio stations in my area and hear three different, totally different, um, totally different things about the, the virus and what you should do and what it's, you know, what we know about it. That, that are completely conflicting and it's just like that's just crazy you know and 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 i enjoy looking stuff up and sorting it out and stuff most people don't even have time to do that so you know what do you do when you you have that and you and you know and during a time like this you turn on the radio and if you're not questioning anything you just expect everybody's towing the, the official line that's going to keep everybody safe and it's not the case <laughs> no no it isn't I mean every uh, hey I was here in 9-11 right here you know New York boom I thought that would have been the defining uh, incident you know of my of my generation uh, little did I know that this is going to I mean this is I, worldwide, you know, this, yeah. this, it's a virus, so it's I, not, I has no this, concept of borders or yeah, anything like I that, you know? This, I was lucky enough to know <clears throat> my great-grandfather, 
Now, here was a guy. Uh, I wish he had kept the diary because he was he was just a, he was a scoundrel, you know. But here's a guy who was in World War One. You know, he lived through the Great Depression, and then at fifty, he was. They were going to draft him into the Second World War, and and it stopped. Right, he, and and he would say, you know, you'd walk down the street, and every day you would see a flag in somebody's window that they had lost somebody, and and that's kind of like, uh, you know, what what uh, we'll be telling people when we get old. That that we made it through this, and it, it's going to be the defining moment of, of of maybe my generation, of my sons. He he's ten, and thank God he doesn't have the life experiences and the life, you know, knowledge to to really grasp. And I don't want him to. I want him to know what goes on. We explain to him what goes on, and he talks to us about you know what you know how how strange it is for a kid. To not be in school. I mean, it's done. He's doing his schoolwork on the computer, um, and and he's uh, zooming with his friends. But I mean, that's just that's just incredible. You know, it's uh, it's something that that he's going to remember for the rest of his life. And and uh, you, Do you can, know you how can all... happy I would have been uh, as a kid. Yeah, over this. I, I, I would have enjoyed. I. Uh, I, I'm gonna admit something right now. If I I enjoy this, <laughs> oh. I don't enjoy the fact that people are dying. But in my worldview, stuff like this has been—it's coming. You know, this is just what this is our, our first world world influencing event that we're gonna have many of because of climate change. You know, that's uh. how that's. That's yeah, how I, I view this is I view this as the like like one and, and as far as pandemics go, you know, this isn't Captain Trips. It's it, this is a uh this is a it's good you know I by love a good, no I means love is a it good not gonna stand. kill a, a lot good. of people, but it it could have been a lot worse. And I love a good stand reference. Nice good. Yeah, and to and to like I mean, I think this is probably like the biggest thing to happen, bigger than World War One and Two since since industrial civilization, because this is the first time industrial civilization has ever shut down on a worldwide for more than a couple minutes. <laughs> it's never shut down on the scale that it shut down, but like civilization is shut down, and all of a sudden, by doing that, that's the first time that's ever happened. Like, you know what, what I find interesting ever. is is how quickly some parts of the world are are repairing almost. I was watching this morning that six like thousand turtles in India have have come up on the beach to lay their eggs where normally they they would be grabbing the turtles and, and eating people would be eating the eggs and taking the turtles and and right. and, and for the first time Six thousand of them are coming up on the beach, and no one's fucking with them. Salmon, salmon fishing season is coming, and and no Dolphins one is out there swimming fishing. through through yeah. Italy, through the canals, through the canals. Um, and right right next to us, Lake Erie. Right, Lake Erie has so much traffic on it, 
and now that there's no traffic on it, you can fly a plane over it, and it looks like a sheet of glass, and you can see every shipwreck. Yeah, I mean, so there's how... people flying over it, taking these crystal clear pictures of every ship that ever went down and in Lake are, Erie. And what are we looking at? Only a month of this? I mean, it hasn't quickly... even been a month yet, you it's know. And like the the air quickly... is thirty percent cleaner. Yeah, yeah, and and you know what? That we can survive without fossil fuels. We don't, you know, we don't, you know, it's not a necessity. I mean, airplanes, yeah, but but and cars, but but we can get a, we can do without it. Uh, it you know, yeah, we're making do. Well, we can we can definitely make do with a lot, like radically less. You know, now we're using all this stuff radically less. But you start noticing, well, you know, I, I say we, I'm saying you guys, because I've never owned a car, you yeah. know, I, I, oh, yeah. I've been I've been preparing my whole life for for this this to happen. So I'm like, you know, I I, I understand that you could use a, 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 a lot. But like when you have a car, you get used to driving it and, you know, a little better because you live in New York City. So you you pick, like in, when you live in New York City, you don't just like. I'm just gonna drive around all the time because yeah, you sort oh, no. of pick and choose because it's a it's a process it's a pain in the ass yeah. to do it. So, um, but I you know I've 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 had roommates who would drive down the block to the store, sure. you know, because they didn't want to huff it down there. They're just used to getting in their car and doing it. So, yeah, and and yeah, you learn a lot of the stuff, and I love that a lot of people have learned that like. Yeah, I could do my job totally from home and it doesn't change a goddamn thing. And I'm hoping the companies are like, you know what? We don't need to rent this office building. We could rent just a little storefront to keep all our, you know, records in and put a secretary in. And, and that's that, you know? Yeah. There's there's all sort and you know, and then you don't have all those people getting in their cars and driving to work in the morning and stuff like that because they never had to. You know, and they never had to drive that 30 or 40 miles sometimes to get to where they're going. So, that, I mean, that's the good part that's coming out of this. But, do I you, mean, I don't do want to start. I don't want to start counting all the good stuff yet because we don't know how bad it's gotten. It's going to yeah. get. Yeah. I mean, what's what's the world going to look like after this, in your opinion? Are we going to is anything going to be? I mean, I remember in the days after 9-11, everyone was was nice to us. Uh, well, it's working not on airplane. Like, uh, what what's going to change? Is there going to be any change, or do you think it'll in a year people will go? They're... I don't know because I you know, the thing about it is like nine eleven. This is traumatic, and it takes time to even figure out how people are going to react to it. People are just stunned right now, so you can't really tell what pe you know. I people don't are. Think people I mean, there are people sitting around going like, "Ah, aha, we are in late stage capitalism, and this is happening, and stuff like that." You know, you see the breakdown of this and this and this, and the the supply lines and stuff like that. And there's some people thinking like that, but they're probably people who are nerdy in <laughs> about that sort of stuff. Most people are just sort of like they're not thinking about the the larger context of it because they're just in shock you know because nothing like this has ever ha i was I, I keep wanting to put like in the civilized you know in the post-industrial world or whatever but in any 
any form of civilization because it's nothing like this has ever happened well, worldwide except for yeah yeah well, look at look at the war to end all wars didn't end all wars it did I, if anything it did boost it up wars I, I i just i don't i think we have a very very short but i mean of... like the even when the wars are going on you know still in your town every you know you can still go you know it's just you go to the store and stuff and there's stuff like you know there was rationing and stuff like that and and there were plagues that went around too but this is different because like the world is so interconnected right now yeah not just like communication wise but trade wise and everything that this is something that just boom affected the world all at the same time and all of a sudden the entire you know in the in the old days of the plague it probably didn't affect the world at a at the no. same time because it took it a while to get from one end of the world to the other and there are probably whole parts of the world that never was going to get to in the first place well we're here a plague gets like shipped on planes like ups you know i think that the nearest the one of the best examples is of what uh what europeans brought to the new world in the form of exotic disease uh-huh. to, the, to the indians to the native americans they stepped off the boat. They didn't. They had never had anything like smallpox or the common cold or and and you know they they weren't they didn't have anything like they didn't have a chance, man. They they didn't have a chance. And, yeah. And they were decimated. Any island that any person stepped onto that happened to have syphilis or happened to have a case of smallpox or yellow fever, that was it. Yeah. You, you didn't. You didn't. Uh, you didn't have a chance and, and that's uh that that's what i can compare this to uh, but but we should have been smarter we should have been oh yeah i mean it, in the in the end you know there's people are like when is this you know this could never you know we could go into a state of tyranny forever and if if like the more from all the thinking about it I've done and from everything I've heard about it, it can only go on for, it has, it's guaranteed pretty much an end point. And that end point is going to happen as soon as they develop the vaccine for it. Yeah. Once they get a vaccine for it or a shot that you can give people, a preventative shot that you can get for it, which... You know, they said a year and a half, and that was a while ago that they were saying that. That was before anybody was really talking about it at all here. So, so, so maybe we're talking a year out, but at the same time, the effort to find it has been like really focused on by the entire world. So, we're talking, you know, a few months to a year till there's a vaccine, and then the, a few months to, or, you know, however long. Uh, a few months to a year probably to manufacture enough vaccine to get enough people to where it's like the flu you know yeah I so mean, you go so now every year instead of getting a flu shot you get a flu shot and a covid shot exactly at, at walgreens you know you go to the pharmacist at walgreens and they give you give you your your booster of covid and your your you know your yearly covid and whatever shot and and then and then and also in tune with that would be being able to test everybody 
so if you can give so if you can give a shot to most of the people get a shot to most of the people and test everybody and then grab all the little pockets of whatever's left and then isolate them for a few weeks and then you've you would have it under control and then you would still have it popping up every once in a while but with the shot it would be a few people in the hospital you know like the flu I mean, it would it would kill it would still kill people but it wouldn't overwhelm hospitals and cause us to have to shut down everything it's the so fact that it's, can't it's, go on forever the fact that it's some people are just asymptomatic and they don't and they don't have any any sure. type of of uh you can't they don't know they have it that they that's why you got to test everybody and then then you you know with a reliable test you can't have you can't have companies undercutting each other to make tests and and getting i mean there's false positives there's false negatives there's there's just nothing i'm not sure which country it was i don't know if it was taiwan or if it was south korea it was either taiwan or south korea Every they, they they mail a test to your house with they with a test for everybody in your household and you you mail it back and in a few days you get your results and they and they're keeping track that way and once once you're able to do that once I mean if you're able to test everybody then it then it becomes just a matter of quarantining those people who test positive and once you know you can keep testing on off of that and and figure out what's going on but like this whole thing you know it's the first time it happened so it's pretty much in the dark you know because there there's it's just like with anything you can't as soon as covid popped into exit mutated into whatever form that became deadly we had no idea about it 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 could have been cycling around for a year or two you know and just like and, and and then it's only caught it when it caught its legs that's when people started noticing it and that's when everybody had it so it and that's when you have to start learning about it it's just sort of the yeah. nature of the beast there's a chance that you did that people could be still um quarantining themselves come summertime here and, and can you there. imagine the air conditioning costs oh. and the brownouts and and everything that, that that'll happen and and people will be you know, if if you live here in New York and you're in your apartment and you're and you are self-isolating, I've been doing it now for maybe going on the second week, hardcore. The the best advice I can give you is is keep up some sort of routine. I mean, I put my kid to bed every night at nine o'clock, just like he was if he was going to school. He I do let him sleep a little bit later. I'll let him sleep until maybe eight. I don't get him up at seven, but he gets up at eight. He brushes his teeth. He has his breakfast. He goes into his room and he signs on and he does his homework. And I'm keeping a routine. Sometimes I get dressed. <laughs> I make myself. Sometimes, sometimes I, the, the first week I was just walking around in my sweatpants and. And I said, nah, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to shave. I'm going to shower. I'm going to get dressed. I'm going to try and, uh, try and keep as regular a routine as I can. Uh, it's funny. We, we're finding ourselves doing things that we never did before where we are cooking for three instead of cooking for like five and, and having leftovers in the fridge and wind up throwing them out after a week. You know, we're having a leftover night. We're reusing 
food. Uh, we and and you're saving an incredible amount of money by not going out just to go out. Because if you're going, if you're bored, you're like, well, let's go down to Target. And you're buying something you don't need to buy. I mean, we were just figuring out that, you know, the amount of money that you save by just just staying home and eating what you have and 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 not ordering out and not doing yeah. anything. People it, are spending amazing. records amount of money on takeout food. Yeah, yeah. But but I cook. I know. I'm 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 making a lot of it. Um, yeah. Uh, this this guy that I uh, uh, who uh, directed this this uh, puppet music video that I was in, uh, his his day job is uh, I, I you know some sort of DoorDash type you know delivery type service, and he's basically just sleeping in his car and like. Whenever he's not sleeping, he's just doing deliveries and making whatever money he can. But he's, he's, he said it's unreal. You know, he could just basically, he just sleeps and then he wakes up and then he pulls up his thing and there's like hundreds of orders for him to pick from to go deliver. Yeah, we, we've been trying to get, you know, I don't really feel like going to Costco or BJ's or Target. So we've been trying to get uh, a slot where they can home deliver. You can't. You can't find anything like that. No. You can't get into that. I, there's no shortages, per se, in this neighborhood or any of the stores that I've been to, except for uh, hand cleaner. and. Uh, there's only so, so many people who yeah. can stroll through the aisles and yeah. collect food for people, you yeah. know? Yeah, and I think the toilet paper thing has kind of died down a little bit. But I, but I had been taking the spare roll of toilet paper from the hotel room for years. Yeah, so not got, not around here it hasn't. Yeah. There's every store is still just stripped clean. Really? Yeah. We we're we're getting you know, it's it's starting to you know because it's starting to calm down a little bit as of right now. But but you, you can't find yeast. Uh. Flour is 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 tough to find. Because uh, this is everybody always wants to make bread. Yeah. And now there's now this is their chance. So everybody's yeah, oh, like, yeah. let's make I our can... own bread and I... and then you get you know having friends and if you can't get to the store all the time, you're just gonna be eating stale bread all the time. So yeah. Well, no stale bread now. I take it and make it into breadcrumbs and sure. put it in the freezer. Make and some bread what... pudding. We make cutlets, and that's what we make out of it. It's, you know, I used to laugh at my my grandfather for living through the depression because he would save like pieces of aluminum foil and and rubber bands and, and now you know stuff like that. And now I, I caught myself rinsing out some Ziploc bags, and this, this is still good. I can use this for something oh, else. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know, if anything, I, I think I use this for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think that that maybe we'll learn that we don't have to be such a disposable society that 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 uh, that you don't have to to waste. As I mean, there is just you you. I don't have to tell you. You're in the restaurant biz about the just the incredible amount of waste that that goes on. You know, uh, yeah, you can. You don't have to. You can you can save that little bit of an of an onion and and you know well that that little bit of a steak you didn't eat. N- not to be a up. bummer, but like one of the phases that hasn't quite hit us yet is the 
the supply chain problems. Oh, <laughs> so it's, it's coming. So when that when that hits, that's gonna add an extra layer to that. So yeah, it's, we'll see. It's definitely coming, man. And you know, I was correct me if I'm wrong, but I I think that you know you we we both have a lot of books. And and I think it's a good idea to save books on how to how to do stuff that our ancestors did, like how to bake bread, how how to maybe dig a well, or or how, how to, to repair do, things. How, how to repair things. And I'm not crazy, and I, I think that, that that books like that are 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 going to be are going to be definitely something I'm, I'm not talking the world's not going to come to an end we're not talking walking dead zombie apocalypse but i think that that people should have basic knowledge of i mean let's say some type of infrastructure well, went down and, and what happens if people lost the internet kids would go Google, well, that's they wouldn't know that's, what to do. They that's know. the one thing that's that's the one thing that's really keeping us going is the internet. Because Absolutely. I was thinking, if this happened before the internet, it would oh. be crazy. the 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 way people would have to be <laughs> communicating would be the phone. It would just be everybody on well, their landlines fighting over the landline in the house, locked down, and watching TV. It, that's all it would be. It would be whatever cable channels you had. When we, when we had the big blackout here in New York, I want to say 2000s. I don't remember what year it was now. Yeah. 2000s. But we lost power in New York City for 24 hours uh, in August on like the hottest day of the year. Yep. Yeah. No we lost knew, it here too. No one knew anything. But you know who knew? Because I happened to have one of the only transistor battery operated radios in the damn neighborhood and 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 i had the radio on and i just listened to the news and and that's how we found out what people were thinking oh it was another terrorist strike and and yeah. and they had no way and, and everyone had cell phones and 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 the grid was down you couldn't you couldn't uh you couldn't call anyone on a cell phone you had to be lucky enough to maybe have a landline uh somewhere that 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 could still work and and you didn't no one knew what the hell was going on but i'm, I'm looking right here at this little yellow this little yellow um remember the, the you see them at the swap flea market sometimes or garage sales there's round round radio it used to have a keychain on it Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I have one right here, and this little radio. First thing I did is I got it out, put a fresh battery, catch the AM news station, you know. And it's not crazy to think about stuff like that. There's got to be dozens of them in my house. <laughs> <laughs> they were going for a good penny for a while. Or just know. not not that exact kind, but just just yeah. you know, battery operated transistor radios. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm gonna miss. I'm I'm going to miss uh, garage sale gloat. If it yeah, if this doesn't. That was we we're, were talking. Try, we're trying to think. Of, we're trying to think of some alternate. Uh, yeah. Alternate ways to gloat during the summer. It might, we might. We might just. You might be involved too because oh, you have war stories. Maybe oh. we can even like talk Mark Kambach into tell. He's got. You know. Oh. We can. There's. There's, we could there, we all have garage sale tales we could tell that tales we all have eBay. eBay eBay tales to tell my god gory horrible eBay oh, stories to tell maybe we could get some listeners to write in with their 
some of the stuff that I stole. The yeah. Horrors that yeah, sure. Really but we we have to keep it going. We definitely will. Yeah. We'll, you know, we'll 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 figure out something. We'll be the beacon of light. The uh, eat it and beat it will be the beacon of life that'll all us, I, that'll lead All us. I know is I'm in hell because <laughs> podcast started. I'm not in hell. I'm enjoying it, but in podcast hell because podcast kind of started in the last recession you know i was selling stuff on ebay so i was working from home and scott gardner became unemployed and all of a sudden we had a lot of time to make a lot of podcasts so i have i have people iming me every day going hey you want to do this podcast with me i have an idea for a series of 12 five-hour podcasts and you know, and I'm just, and I know Scott Gardner's probably sitting around his house with nothing to do and probably time to record. And now I'm like getting called into work almost all the time, <laughs> you know, basically. Yeah. So it's, it's just, it's bizarre. I wish I, I sort of wish I was, uh, I was on the, on the lockdown list because, but at the same time, if I can make money, I'm making money. <laughs> I basically, you know, I'm not going to rely on anything else coming in, so I'm I got to do it. But invest in gold and silver. <laughs> I'm invest. <laughs> I'm going to invest in tobacco and uh, <laughs> tobacco and noodles. bullets. Tobacco and bullets, just like uh, Herder advises. Yep. Live by Herder. If he was alive today, he would probably be going, I told you so. Live and die by Herder. Go to the page on how to dress a squirrel. You'll need it. I think if I ever got a tattoo, the only tattoo I would get would be uh, GLH. (laughs) Leonard Herder. Definitely. Well, shit. As a a tramp stamp. Oh, perfect. Perfect. (laughs) Well, as, as as that goes, I can guarantee you that you will we will not miss another week, another month. Um, we'll probably get a bunch of recordings in the hole, and yep. uh, and so you can uh, count on us to uh, to um, definitely keep you. Uh, Usually, your mind people occupied. say you get recordings in the can. But I think having recordings in the hole is a lot better. For, yeah. <laughs> is a lot better phrase for eat it and beat it. Yeah, in, yeah, in the hole, definitely. Now, Another now one in know, the hole. Now we learned that there is a new hole that you can yeah. definitely get played. Well, it works for it works for the eat it and the beat it half. The hole is your is your gullet, and then in yeah. the beat it part, the hole could be any number of holes, including now a belly button. Yes, and I can. I'll try shoving a Slim Jim up my belly button later on and see what that feels like. What the hell, you know? <laughs> That's a different kind of prison meal. Yeah, well, we'll still be here. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll start peeing in mason bottles very soon. Excellent. And, uh, and, uh, Date them and label them and put them in a shelf on the wall. Yeah, yeah, and I'll start. I actually have a box, an empty box of tissues that I will start to be using as slippers uh, soon. And <laughs> we will we will give you a, hopefully, a much, much, much better forecast on our next episode. So make sure that you, uh, you tune in. And uh, we haven't figured out what we're gonna do yet, but uh, it's gonna be better. If if not, we'll uh, we'll be we'll be uh, writing uh, corresponding letters or sending our signal out through smoke signals or something for for sure. But but chin up. We'll be we'll be keistering all our replies. We'll yes. be boofing them. 
Woofing <laughs> them out out to the public. <laughs> Any way we can, we'll we'll get out there to you. Okay, so so uh, just we'll, we'll we'll paint we'll paint messages on trees if we have to. But uh, we'll be here, and so will you. So just uh, take care, be well, be safe. Buffon, America. Visit our website at twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Two True Freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes, and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish, or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening, and join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks. According to my careful prosthesis, this man has the plague. Thank you, doctor. You're welcome.